in Jerusalem where Jesus was gathered with his disciples, the ground was very dusty as people walked around with sandals their feet easily would get very dirty, which is the plain reason why someone's feet would be to need to be washed before coming in for a meal. But that act of washing was usually done by a servant or the person of least status, present. Instead, here we have the host of the meal, choosing to take the lowest place. Jesus, the Lord of all creation, bending down to wash the feet he created. Several years ago, I had the opportunity to go on uh, a silent retreat in Galilee when I was out in the Holy Land, preparing to be ordained a deacon. Now, one day on that retreat, I went for a very long hike. Hiking through this path which wound in and out along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, along the northern shore. And the only thing that I brought with me for that midday hike was my Bible. And for whatever reason, decided to meditate on John 13, which is the gospel we heard the story of the Last Supper. At one point, the trail veered sharply north into an orchard of date palm trees with those, those little nice little fruits. And the trail became very muddy. It had just rained. And I realized that where I was walking was becoming increasingly isolated and hidden amidst this orchard. And I had no way to call for help. And my feet were just going to be messy the entire rest of the way. I wasn't even sure that I was on the right path at that point. Why would the path go through an orchard? Yet I was walking through this mud. I even became a little bit nervous or afraid. In a certain sense, these fears I was experiencing were related to the fears that I had as I was getting ready to be ordained. Will I be alone? Will I fail? Will, I, will it be the right path? Will God be there for me? In that messiness, as I walked along and was reading through this gospel, one particular line began to stick out at me. The gospel said that Jesus was fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. <clears throat> right? He knew that he was about to die. And surely there were some human fears there, but in another sense, he knew that he had to live like he was dying. So Jesus, all-powerful, knowing that his time of suffering was near, here's what really struck me. It was in that context that here he decides 
to take off his outer garments, tie a towel about his waist, pour water into a basin, and wash and dry his disciples' feet. Just this dichotomy. And as I prayed with that, I began to hear a trickling sound of water. Just around the corner in that orchard was a stream. And I looked at the stream, looked at my feet, looked at my Bible, and I said, hmm. So I climbed down to the stream, placed my feet in the water, and watched, washed the water, wash away the dirt. And it hit me that God washed my feet. This had great significance to me, much more than just the simple act of watching. Washing, it showed me that even in those simplest of things, God was caring for me, loving me, and preparing my heart for this ministry of service. I was able to move forward into the priesthood, certain that God has first loved me, and then and that in any situation, no matter how messy, he would be there to wash my feet. In the book of Exodus, there's a ritual prescribed by God given to Moses for ordaining priests for service in the temple. And the first thing that was to be done in order to ordain the priests was that the candidates were to be washed with water. So it's interesting to note how Jesus lovingly washes his disciples with water on the very night the church has always understood as the institution of the priesthood and the Eucharist. When Jesus says the words, do this in memory of me, that statement, do this, is the establishment of the ministerial priesthood in Christ. While the Eucharist is intrinsically connected with that ministerial priesthood, every, Christ, every Christian does share in the royal priesthood of Christ. So when does the washing happen for all of us in that sense? Baptism. At our baptism, we are washed in the water of life and anointed priest, prophet, and king in union with our Lord Jesus. And what a priest does is offers sacrifice. And Jesus gave himself out of love as an eternal sacrifice for us, for our salvation. We receive that mission when we are washed by water and the Spirit at our baptism to lay down our lives for others. A love that gives agape in the Greek, caritas in the Latin, right? Ubi caritas et amor Deus ibi est. Where there is true love, there is God. To love in a godly way is a command Jesus gives us, and that's a tall order, but thankfully Jesus doesn't leave us to our own devices, 
but he makes it possible. Here at the Mass, God kneels down to us in the appearance of bread and wine, and he washes us. And we say, Lord, I'm not, worthy that, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be clean. How else would something be cleaned except by washing? Then just as at the Last Supper he feeds us with his love, Jesus is love made flesh. Just think when we receive communion, this is no longer bread, this is love made flesh. And we feed on the love of God. So when Christ instituted the Eucharist at the Last Supper and said, do this in remembrance of me, he wasn't only saying, celebrate this liturgy when I'm gone and when you're gathered together. However immensely important that is, and we celebrate that tonight, he was also saying, through the power of my self-gift, I'm giving you the power to do the same, to love one another, even as I have loved you. Brothers and sisters, through the Eucharist, through the priesthood, and the Lord's command to charity, we are washed clean by his body and blood, strengthened and sent out to love and to wash the feet of others.